Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and the founder of the MarketingExpedition.com community, as well as this podcast and all the things that we do on Clubhouse for the Marketing Expedition Club and all of those things that can help you continue to build your brand and your bottom line. So what we decided to do this week was record our second Thursday Marketing Expedition live webinar and turn it into a podcast. And we're talking about building a brand on a shoestring budget. So this podcast is here to help educate you, inspire you, do the things that you need to do in order to continue to build that brand on your bottom line. So ultimately, this week's podcast is brought to you by Peppershock Media. It's my company, but also the catalyst behind the marketingexpedition.com community. And if you don't know about Peppershock Media, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about us and use this opportunity to help you understand what we can do for you if you ever have the needs. So Peppershock Media, we work with Fortune None to Fortune 100 companies across the globe. And what do I mean by Fortune None? These are our nonprofits, our government entities, some startups, people that need to continue to scale and grow their business, right? All the way up to Fortune 100 companies that we get to work with. And we help all of those in between build their brands and bottom lines, depending on what their particular needs are. And if you can go to themarketingexpedition.com, you can sign up to become a part of the community and get more ideas and inspiration and information to continue to help you build that brand. And now it's time for our marketing essentials moment. So I wanted to pull a quote that I feel like is super important, and it goes like this. Stopping advertising to save money is like stopping your watch to save time by Henry Ford. I'll read it again. Stopping advertising to save money is like stopping your watch to save time, right? We know we need to market. We know we need to advertise in order to keep our business alive. So the things that you need to do to continue to keep your business alive and find ways to do it where you can continue to grow your business on the budget that you have, right? And continue to reinvest in your marketing as you continue to grow your company, right? And what it takes to acquire new customers. Ideally, you're getting really good at it and then you're gonna not have to spend as much to get those new customers while increasing their lifetime value of those customers. So getting the right customers through the door, spending the money that you need to spend in order to make it happen, but not wasting money either, right? So making sure that you continue to advertise, continue to to do the things that are going to work well and to stop what doesn't work, keep what does and start doing some new things that you think are going to continue to move that needle in your business. So without further ado, let's get started and listen in on the training that I did this last second Thursday. And of course, if you ever want to get on our list, be sure to visit peppershock.com slash events. And then you too can also sign up for the free webinars every second Thursday at noon mountain standard time. And uh, yeah, grab your lunch and a laptop and listen in every second Thursday and you will get nuggets just like you're about to hear now. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. We're building brands on a budget, so let's just get into it. I'll tell you a little bit more about us and why we have the ability to talk to you about how you can grow your business on a budget, okay? So we have been in business since 2003, and we have worked with 
so many brands uh, across the world, being able to help them in their graphic design needs, web design, studio and photography, audio content, all of the things that businesses need in order to continue to grow. And we help create awareness, increase your sales, build brands, promote events, all the things that you need to help you reach your goals. So today we want to talk about how to grow your business on a shoestring budget and why this is important, especially now and the way things are in this hope to be soon post pandemic world. Uh, we know how things were BC before COVID, right? And now we want to make sure that we can continue to uh, not just survive, but thrive in our businesses. So this is good reminders and maybe some things that you'll pick up along the way. Maybe it's some things that you're already doing, which is good. So you can use that in your brand. So first of all, what is a shoestring budget? Let's just get some terminology out of the way here. <laughs> it's, it's having very small amounts of cash. The origin of shoestring is slender and weak. It's, it's a small, slender, slender shoestring on a shoestring budget, right? A small budget. Uh, British prisoners used to dangle their shoes by shoestrings in hopes that people would throw in money when they were dangling their shoes out. And this probably wouldn't work today, but you can certainly utilize methods to help make the most of your marketing budget to get a return on your marketing investments. Romy, ROI or R-O-M-I, Romy, getting a return on your marketing investments. So that is what that came from, where that shoestring idea came from, right? And here's some things that you can kind of get in the mindset of where you want to be and where you want to go. You can give your time, your talent, or your treasure. But when you don't have a lot of treasure to give, you can still give your talent and time, right? Those are some things you can still do to help you continue to build your brand and your bottom line, right? So eventually that you will get the treasure that you're after. And that's, those are the goals ultimately of what we want to do. But we can do some things to help you in that area where you cut costs and maximize efficiency where it's possible. And you'd be surprised how much you can save when you take a closer look at things and make small tweaks. There's a book called Profit First, and you think about how you can make profit first and then put other things another way. And there's also a strategy called the power of 1%. If you can cut your costs by 1%, increase your rates by 1%, and decrease your cost of goods sold by 1%, it could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars depending on where you're where you're at in your your journey in your entrepreneurial journey right or in your company or organization or a nonprofit journey if you can look at the things that you can cut out and make more efficient or do things differently to help you in that re arena those are some things that can really significantly impact your bottom line and everything from the subscriptions that you pay to maybe things that you signed up for that you don't even remember that you have and they're just automatically charging you a dollar ninety nine a month or $9.99 a month or whatever the case might be, right? We have all maybe been there and done some things where we've signed up for something with great intentions and then we forget about it. We set it and forget it and then don't remember it and then now it's costing us money. Maybe there are some things that you can do with your space. We went through and looked at all the different places that we were storing data, right? We had Dropbox and Google Drive and uh, the Amazon one and, and all of these different places and now we are combining them all and saving us a few hundred dollars a month and that can certainly add up magazine subscriptions that you may not need or whatever the case might be look at what you can do to trim your cost by at least one percent increase your pricing by one percent and decrease your cost of goods sold by one percent 
or other areas that you can look at. Maybe it's renewing and reevaluating your credit card processing charges, or maybe it's renegotiating your lease or your rent space, or maybe it's cutting out the extra coffee that you may, you know, have like your, <laughs> uh, lots of different things that you can do. So how can we cut costs and maximize efficiencies? Let's talk a little bit about that first. So trading goods and services is a great way to help grow your business without the traditional spending of actual cash, because cash is king, right? Bartering lets you do these things and it kind of ties back to the three things that you have to offer, your time, talent, and treasure. Again, if you have no treasure, you can use your time or talent to barter, right? Maybe you're really good at something that somebody else needs and they need to help you do the things that you need for, and vice versa. This is a great way to help get a startup going or maybe you're you know wanting to invest your cash in something else so you can give up your services and time to do those things but be careful don't do too much and know when to say no right understand when enough is enough and you know don't overdo it uh, but this is certainly an area that we have been able to do when we are working with nonprofits we can do sponsorship or in-kind sponsorships where we give them the services in exchange for the sponsorship that otherwise would be paid as a cash transaction and what that does for us is it puts us uh, with our brand in front of the people that you want to do business with. If, if there are people who are supporting nonprofits that you believe in, then uh, working with those board members, working with the patrons, the people that uh, want to contribute to that nonprofit, it really does align with giving back to the community, but also it, it gets your brand out there and in a positive way. So then what goes around comes around, right? It, it can reciprocate and you can do business with those that you've come to know, like, and trust. And then they can come to know, like, and trust you because people do business with people who they know, like, and trust. That's a pretty old adage, but very true, right? And so how can you establish that and build that brand by having your name associated with events or nonprofit things that are going on, um, ways that you can give your services in exchange for getting your brand out there on the swag bags or on the, you know, the sponsorship looping logo that's happening on the presentation screen at the event. Uh, there's lots of different creative ways to be able to to help in sponsorships and being able to build your brand through those community partnerships. So thinking about how you can barter and uh, maybe it's, you know, trades for goods or service for profits and you can give your value in exchange for their value and just tracking it all and understanding, you know, what value they give and what value you give and making sure that it's all tracked and legit. And, and then you can make sure that you also fulfill on what was promised and what you promised to them, right? Cutting costs, right? When when bartering, prioritize that extra exposure, especially exchanging your work for those events. Nonprofits are ripe with opportunity here, as we were talking about. Um, I, we have been a sponsor of um, many different nonprofits, one in particular called the Jaden DeLuca Foundation, uh, which is a foundation raising money to contribute to congenital heart defect research and things that they can do for the families where they have heart families, heart kids, um, kids that have you know suffered from, from this disease. So being a part of this, being at their gala, doing cause videos in our case uh, has really been uh, 
really something that we are really proud to be a part of and it also exposes our brand to other people who are also um, wanting to participate and be a part of and give back to. Uh, so that's just an example. Maybe it's contributing uh, something that you can give to an auction item or um, a, a live auction or silent auction item where your name is mentioned in the program on stage. Uh, you know, all of those things can help build your brand. And we know that it takes 11 to 13 times for your brand, for your name recognition to actually sink in for people. Um, now, because we're so inundated with so many things, uh, the more you can get your name in front of people and where they can visually hear it, see it, say it, uh, that is something that you can continuously work on and find unique ways, unique opportunities to be able to get your brand in front of those people that you want to do business with, that you've targeted to say, these are the people that I want to do business with. Maybe they're, you know, within a certain income range or demographic, or maybe they have certain buying patterns that you want to be a part of. Um, whatever it is that you're doing to uh, attract the right target audience to your brand, how can you get in front of them and what are ways that you can continuously keep your brand and your name and your reputation in front of them and accelerating that word of mouth advertising. I like to call it world of mouth advertising, right? Being able to continuously be in front of them in a productive, efficient, you know, way that also gives your brand goodwill and, and all of those things, right? If you, if you have to, when you're in this position and you need to find ways to invest in your marketing dollars, uh, I always say, man, the last thing you should ever cut is your marketing budget because that's the lifeline to your business. And if you cannot get the word out about your business, you're not going to be in business, right? People won't know about you. People won't know how to know, like, and trust you. People won't know to buy from you. You won't have those referrals or those recommendations or uh, rankings and ratings and rewards that you can get by doing these types of things. So sometimes you have to, to take a salary cut or cut other expenses so that you can reinvest those dollars that you make in through the long-term strategy and plan. And boy, we've seen a lot of people having to do a lot of different unique things during this pandemic. And you know, the, the key word here is pivot, right? That's the pandemic pivot and what you've had to do and, and make those hard choices, right? But sometimes you, you know, need to make those choices and think about what you can do in the long term and take a long gain. Maybe instead of having coffee every day, you can cut that out and save yourself some dollars. Or maybe instead of taking that trip you otherwise wished you could have uh, wanted to take, and then you have to look at those things and see what it is that you can do what else you can, you know, make changes into your lifestyle to be able to reinvest back into the business to get it up and running and going and, and continuing to sustain itself, right? Those are all things to consider. And when you get to a place where you can have sustained revenue and you can have that steady projected revenue and your business can be in the black rather than in the red and you're, you're, you're showing a profit, uh, then yes, you need to then be able to, you know, pay yourself a reasonable salary, right? The Small Business Administration no, recommends no more than 50% of profits goes to the small business owners. Um, but you can take a percentage of the profits if that's what you need to do. Um, I know that if you, depending on what type of structure you are, you really do have to pay yourself a salary if you're the owner of the company, right? And it's good. It's healthy. It's what you need. It's like working towards something that can get you further along in your business and understanding where you're at and how you can 
navigate that. Understanding how many clients you need to have and for how long and the lifetime value, and we'll talk more about that, but um, you know, reaching those goals and then getting yourself to a point where you can pay yourself. If you have to work from home or your mom's basement or your, your homeworks too, right? But if you can avoid paying for an office space, especially now if we have to, you know, continue to work from home and do the things that we need to do and cut out some of those expenses so you can reinvest into growing your business, it could be an absolutely necessary step to take. And looking at, you know, maybe downsizing or right sizing or co work spaces, um, a lot of that's happening now. I know we have office space that we, uh, can co-work and, and have people come and, and do so use the space um, and, and find other ways to make some additional revenue to help cover your expenses right but those are some things that you can do making smart purchases you know if you've got to have secondhand equipment versus having the latest and greatest you can have a place to go that you can get online uh, get get rebates or um, there's lots of rebate apps out there that you can get and earn money through um, having rebates submitted uh, by using your receipts I can certainly share with you and you can go to peppershock.com offers and there's a few different places that you can get uh, cash back or rebates from the things that you purchase anyway uh, if you can find ways to continue to reduce the costs that you're doing if you buy in bulk or if you can get things in a bargain. eBay, obviously, if you need uh, to buy certain things that you can buy used, then I would recommend it. Not just going out and buying the latest and greatest and spending all of that money that then just turns around and depreciates, right, after you after you buy something brand new. So think about, you know, if you have to upgrade your computer, what can you do to maybe just get it repaired or maybe, you know, being able to purchase something that's used or uh, maybe not buying the, the most expensive fancy thing that's out there, right? Just thinking about what you can do and where you can cut some costs in order to make it more efficient but still buying what you need and making sure that what you're using is, is going to be viable, right? So another thing, another idea is divide one position into two. This way you can benefit from the specialties of two people while not needing to pay both of them full time. Um, this is examples that we have used in the past where um, we've had job shares or like our office manager would come in, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then our bookkeeper would come in Tuesday, Thursday, or vice versa, depending on what was needed and when, um, so that they could help job share, but still there was always somebody from the admin department there and or other other services or other places, you know, if you've got designers or whatever it is that you need, you can job share and this will overall lower your costs from a from a business perspective, right? I know sometimes from a culture perspective, you wanna give people full-time jobs and that is admirable of you, but if the business can't sustain itself because of it, do this to help with those costs and making things efficient. And sometimes talk to your employees because they may wanna work from home or maybe they want a day off or maybe they only want a four, four day work week or maybe they only want, you know, just it depends on what your situation is. But job sharing can be one way to help lower some costs because what happens when you have part-time people you're not necessarily paying health benefits and you know they may not qualify for 401k or any of those types of things because now they're part-time or maybe that's who you by design hire two part-time people um, and maybe eventually they can grow into full-time because then your business is running and going smoothly and you can afford it right but those are some things to think about while you're while you're doing this process and, and thinking about what you can do yourself right there's a diy done do it do it yourself 
done for you and done with you. And if there are different things that you can go through, so do it yourself, done with you, done for you. So if you can perform some of the tasks on your own um, or have it internally and kind of create a division of duties, if you were working with an agency or a freelancer before, what are some things that you can do internally, um, temporarily until you can get to a point where you can hire um, and outsource more, but perform as many of these tasks as you can by yourself and, and then eventually hiring people to do things with you. Um, and then if you, there's just tasks that you don't have the expertise, you know, you maybe you've got the time, but maybe not the talent. Maybe there is, a, you know, some things that you can do to, uh, like we said earlier, barter or um, work on to be able to find solutions, right? Job sharing, maybe it's partnering with another company that has the same need as you do and you guys job share with two other companies, right? Um, and, and then looking at when you can eventually hire somebody on board or hire an agency or a freelancer to help you through this, right? If you, you know, have independent contractors or an agency to work with, understand what that cost opportunity is versus, you know, what you can do and accomplish on your own. And time is a big thing. If you don't know how to do something and then you can hire somebody to do something that it takes them half an hour versus you taking, you know, two hours, there's, there's a, there's a cost benefit to that. So keeping that in mind and weighing out those options, but understand where you're at when how you, when, when it's right and when you can afford to have somebody on board. And then of course, again, don't be afraid to partner up, share contacts, do some cross promotions with other people, do some trades, do some exposure. Um, two businesses are better than one. I've seen some co-op opportunities where both businesses went in and were able to do some co-op and you know they're they're not the same business, they're not competitors, but they are have the same target audience and so they can both partner together and that the cost savings by doing that can be can be realized, right? It can help with that marketing potential to cross promote and tell each other. One example um, that we can give is we worked with a handyman franchise and we did a Valentine's Day promotion. And what happened was it would be hire a handyman for a day while you have a spa getaway. Now, the handyman service paid for this portion of the promotion and so did the spa. And so collectively they had the same target audience, right? And they wanted to get this promotion out there uh, and it was a beautiful partnership. They obviously didn't compete and if anything, they could help cross promote each other and they did. And it was a phenomenal success because at the home renovation show where the handyman uh, franchise was located, they could have people sign up and be entered for a chance to win this handyman for a day and spa getaway. And then at the spa, they could also cross promote there as well. And then on the radio commercials that we did, they both were able to partner together and have both of their brands mentioned. And both of them could be then paying for the same airtime, right? And, and it was a shared uh, commercial that was created. So just those unique partnerships that you can look at. Maybe there's other complementary businesses that has the same target audience that you do that maybe you can partner up together and cross promote, drive traffic to the locations, you know, enter for a chance to win, any of those types of things. It's, it's those beautiful partnerships that you can do become more than just one, right? Two brains are better than one, two businesses are better than one sometimes. And even more, sometimes you can even 
add you know the spa day the handyman for the day and maybe there's something else maybe there's a uh you know a wine tasting or something else that you could add to it that and then everybody shares in that promotion as an example train one to teach many so i always say that old adage about you know if you feed a man a fish he'll eat for a day if you teach a man to fish he'll eat for life same thing, same concept here. If you can teach others to do some of the things that you can have some cross training um, and you can have those uh, training dollars really focused so that others can learn from the expert, right? And investing in, you know, training in one or then a few people can then help have more experts to teach everyone else, right? And you can cross train in that way. If somebody has to take vacation, then guess what? Somebody can step in and do what it is that needs to get done without having to wait on that person if they've left or if they, you know, I don't know, heaven forbid, got hit by a bus, whatever, right? There's ways to save and be able to be efficient. And then it's always great when the, the, the student becomes the teacher and is able to, you know, outperform the person who originally taught them, right? That can happen. And that's a good thing. You want to celebrate those successes when they can do that and they can teach others as well. Uh, just another cost savings idea to continue on. Getting your name out there and showing the world your expertise and things that you can do. Guest posts on other people's blogs. It doesn't cost you anything but your time, right? And you can turn their audience into your own audience by guest blogging or promoting or sharing things from them and vice versa. Again, partnering with others that you can cross promote, but the results of your guest posting may not start to be evident right at first, but as you build up your reputation and your SEO and your online following, you're gonna start to grow your own following through that. So find an influencer and latch on and vice versa, right? It's reciprocal, what goes around comes around. So if you can do that, it'll help drive traffic to both of your websites. Our external links we know is really helpful for your website if you can link to something outside of your site that then drives traffic back to your site um, that's really good for SEO and not only search engine optimization but now we're looking at voice search optimization all these devices all these AI devices out there right uh, you know Alexa Google home and you know all of those things Siri if you can um, be the top of the answer that they give that these artificial intelligence answers give then you're gonna be in a better position and people will hear your brand more because of it so for example if I were to say okay Google find a barber shop near me and then if you're the first one that comes up that's near you you're gonna get the business right you're gonna get uh, more traction because of it so guest blogging and vice versa, cross promoting, and then optimizing, not just for search engine optimization, but for artificial intelligence or voice search optimization as well. And oftentimes now we're seeing where people are asking questions. And so if you can pose questions and answers in your blog posts, you're gonna be all the better off because of it. So continue to think about that. Asking for referrals, people are generally willing to help. All you have to do is ask, right? talk about you know the the ratings rankings referrals recommendations and then rewards right don't be as shy about asking for customer referrals the majority of people will say they are willing to provide a referral if asked but very few people take the initiative to ask so right now I'm gonna give you an example if you find value in the content that we provide and the knowledge that I'm sharing and the expertise that I can give to you 
I want to ask you to give me a referral or a recommendation um, or a reward for that, right? I want to see your review because reviews are really great when uh, for the podcast, for uh, webinars, all these things that people can see about you. And it's not me saying it, it's you, right? It's the person that's giving you the referral that then now their word of mouth or world of mouth, as I like to say, it helps accelerate word of mouth because now they are talking about you. And then you can share that all over and have other people see what they have said about you. And it's great. Video testimonials, these things are really positive, powerful, impactful ways to be able to get your you know word of mouth advertising accelerated, right? So don't be shy about those referrals. Those are things that are really helpful to do. And referrals can make it easier to get in the door with new customers, right? If they see that other people are talking about you, they don't want FOMO, fear of missing out, right? They want to be a part of the cool kids and they want to, you know, be a part of what's happening and what people are giving referrals to. So if you're not asking for them, you're missing out on major opportunities. And of course, then be sure to reward those who bring you referrals. Even if it's just a $5 coffee gift card, it really lets them know that they're appreciated and then they'll wanna help out again because you are giving them something to acknowledge that they have done something for you and you wanna do the same for them. And I always love to give recommendations. When people give them to me, I want to reciprocate and give them as well. If I feel like it's you know warranted and worthy, of course, but I think if I can give referrals and recommendations and those types of things, then people do that back in abundance and I love it. Uh, so yeah, there, there's your challenge. Go give some referrals and rewards and, and go give some recommendations to people. Go give a five-star review if you feel like people had worthy of your five-star review, right? But you know what? Feedback is a gift. So if you're getting a, a lower than five-star review, why is that? Use that to your advantage. What can you learn from that? How can you glean more information? And, and what is it that you can do to make things better, right? Are some of your processes or, you know, are they efficient? Are they are they maximized to what you need? And could they be even better? And, and use that feedback as a gift. Don't deny, defend, or blame. Just say thank you. You can ask clarifying questions and say thank you. Ron Price, one of my favorite mentors, said that to me. He said, you know, you get feedback. You don't deny, defend, or blame. You say thank you you. You can ask clarifying questions, but say thank you. So again, don't deny, defend, or blame. Ask clarifying questions and say thank you, right? So thinking about what it is when you get reviews that are not always the, you know, maybe they're a little less than stellar, but use that to your advantage so you can understand what it is that you need to do to improve and make it more efficient. Then another thing that you can do is give, 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 right? When you're on social media, you want to give, 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 give value, not just sell, sell, sell. People get turned off by that. So give, give, give. But if someone has the opportunity to experience your product or service, chances are they'll want to purchase it more, right? You got to set the stage for that. And so don't be afraid to give someone a free trial or a sample. Uh, you know, and in today's economy, people are more comfortable purchasing something that they have been able to experience first. So give, give, give. And if you then have been able to sell them and hook them because of your product or service being, you know, the quality that it is, then they're going to want to buy. They might buy it 10 times over because of it, right? So these inexpensive little marketing strategies you can use to help engage customers, build loyalty, build relationships, build some brand ambassadors, and ultimately help you keep your brand top of mind 
because it's not necessarily if they'll buy, it's maybe when they'll buy. If you can continuously be top of mind, continuously stay in front of them, again, you need to be in front of them 11 to 13 different ways to make sure that they heard you, see you, absorb what it is, you know, if they can see it, say it, hear it, all of those things, then you're going to be top of mind. Toma, top of mind awareness is one of the things that you want to continuously generate just as much as you do the other parts of marketing and promotions and sales, right? Continuously building your brand, continuously having it out there in front of people and the right people of your target audience, right? So thinking about that, it's not always about the money you have to spend on marketing, but it's certainly about the time and effort you put into it. And above all, the relevance it has for your customers, your clients, the people that want to buy from you, right? And again, accelerating that word of mouth advertising that you can do to continuously put it out there and in front of them, okay? All right, so looking at more costs to, to cut costs and maximize your efficiency, look for hiring alternatives. Get creative with how you run your business. There's lots of virtual assistants out there now. Um, there's tools that you can use that will help make other parts of your business more efficient. Maybe there's services that you can hire that will take the burden off of you. But we know that there's lots of different ways that you can still get, get those gaps filled in your business. Um, you know, like your bookkeeping needs, your data entry needs, um, even, you know, you can you can pay people hourly or, or just use different things that you can hire people to do specific projects that need to get done. But be cautious because you need to check their success rates and their reviews in order to hire the right person for the job. You want to make sure that you are, are, you know, working with somebody who's had experience before that's not going to just, you know, leave you high and dry, right? One example I can give where we have had hiring alternatives, we use an answering service. It's a live answer, not a recorded answer, and um, it's here where we are near locally, and they um, answer our phones for us, and then they can live transfer to our cell phones. So we were able to cut out regular phones. We don't have a phone system. We all just have cell phones, and we've been doing that for quite some time now. And we don't have a fax machine, so we really don't even need a phone line, right? We just need cable internet and our cell phones. And the nice thing is this, this answering service, it kind of didn't necessarily make it to where I had to have a full-time receptionist answering phones for me anymore because I hired that to outsource to them. And they answer the phone, thank you for calling Pepper Shock Media, and then they will direct the call to whomever it needs to go to. And you, you know, they can text me a message, they can actually send the person to voicemail and it sends me an audible recording file that I can listen to the voicemail. It's pretty slick that way. So thinking about what you can do to continually find ways to make your business more efficient and eventually more profitable because of it. Other things that you can do to make the most of free or inexpensive business building resources, I always tell people who have never heard about the Small Business Development Center or SCORE. When I started my business, I definitely used these services. They're free to small business owners, You know, especially when I first started looking for advice on how to do things. Um, Really, it was free advice from, you know, retired executives and people who are specifically here to help. The SBA has created the Small Business Development Center to help people with their business. There's the um, the Women's Business Center. If you're a woman-owned business, there's different resources that are out there 
and people are willing to give you their advice, but I will tell you a word of advice, watch who you're getting your advice from because not everybody has maybe the best advice. And it's your job as an entrepreneur or a manager or a leader to, to use the advice that you're given and in applying it to how it makes sense for you. And just because somebody else has done it one way doesn't necessarily always mean it's gonna be the right way for you, but it certainly gives you opportunity to understand how others have done something and you can learn from their experiences and maybe you can even learn what not to do, right? They can share and shed light on things that they've gone through that have been, you know, trials and tribulations as opposed to successes and, you know, and, and it could otherwise be frustration. So make sure that the advice that you give is what you want it to be in terms of what you're going to be able to use it for for yourself. And just be wary of who you're getting your advice from. Make sure that they have a solid background, that they've come from, you know, experience, and they can share with you some of those things, right? Having a mentor is has always been uh, so helpful, right? Even coaches have coaches, right? If you if you're Michael Jordan, you've had seven different coaches. You've got a mindset coach. You've got a, you know, a, a nutrition coach. You've got a, you know, all of these different coaches, right? A, a three pointer coach, whatever. I mean, I don't know. I'm just making up what kind of coaches I think that he would have had when he was in his in his heyday, right? And, and so coaches even have coaches. So uh, just think about who your coach, who your mentor can be, and finding multiple mentors, right? We've had an advisory board for Pepper Shock before, and I had a CPA, I had a lawyer, I had a financial planner, I had one of my clients on our advisory board, I've had you know, one of my mentors and leadership training coaches, I've had this advisory board, this really phenomenal advisory board that I tapped into and say, here's the issue, here's the problem. I want feedback, I wanna learn more. What can I do differently or better? Or maybe there's an experience that you've had that, that I could learn from. What is it that you've did or what would you do in this situation, right? So yeah, those are, those are all important key factors. And honestly, if you ask people, they're, they're sometimes, you know, humbled and honored that you've asked them and they won't, you know, they're not, they're just going to give you a moment of your, of their time. But, you know, I would take them to lunch collectively as our advisory board and, and, you know, they weren't expecting anything from me. They wanted to help see me succeed because I asked them. And one of my advisory board members, he's the former CEO of a fortune 100 company and I felt like wow you know what kind of perspective can I get from somebody who's corporate America who you know has run this massive company global company and and then also another entrepreneur who was a little similar to me right and I just got such a wealth of information from experiences that they've had and how I could use that to my advantage right and oh man it was just a great advisory board to have we haven't really met recently because of the pandemic, but I certainly will call on one of those advisory board members based on whatever it is that I need to solve for, right? And and who I need to ask for. So yeah, it's been it's been great to have these people on our advisory board. Oh yeah, and a CFO for hire was also there too with great information and tax planning and just all the stuff that you need as a business owner. So looking at the resources that are out there, getting on social media and, you know, finding, asking, and, you know, now I need to add Clubhouse to the list as well. And, you know, humans want to see you succeed. So they're going to help you if you ask. And that's the thing is not being afraid to ask for advice and just understanding what you can do to put questions out there and doing that. 
So other things that you can do to help you with building your brand and your bottom line, right? And building your, your, your brand with a budget Make sure that you have fun with your team, with the people that you're surrounding yourself with, whether it's employees or freelancers or community partners or nonprofit people that you work with that you volunteer with. It really costs nothing to have fun and make a huge impact in the in the workplace experience, right? And I talk a lot about branding from the inside out and how building your culture really truly is all about branding from the inside out with your people and you know being able to have fun with them and have them as a cohesive team and continuing to build that team on an ongoing basis. Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to run into any kind of roadblocks along the way because that's natural. Healthy conflict is natural and things like that can happen, but you got to work through it and process through it and be able to, you know, work with the team to make that happen. So those are all things. If you guys, if you have a team that's working well together, things are going to be run more efficiently. It's the speed of trust, right? If you trust somebody to get something done, it's going to get done a lot faster. But if you don't trust them to get something done, it's going to take a lot longer because now you need to, you know, if you don't trust that they know how to do it or if they don't have the capability or the desire or, you know, whatever the case might be, it's not going to get done as fast as it needs to or could otherwise, right? So how do you get to a place where you can trust your people? Doing these team building activities have always been something that's helped us all understand how to communicate well with each other, how to work well together, how to play well together, right? And if you can do those things that help build that trust, then the speed of that trust is gonna happen a lot quicker. And you know, being able to give that feedback when things don't go the way you hope that they would or expect. And being able to receive feedback. I think that that's just as important in building your team and having an impact on your bottom line, right? And being able to train and guide and mold and grow and, and coach up and not being afraid to you know, point out things that need to get pointed out to make them better, right? And to make them more efficient and more proficient, right? So all of those things have to happen. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it can really be, you know, uncomfortable to, to point out things that people need to hear, <laughs> you know, and I tell people all the time, you got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. You got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And why is that? Because if you can't get past it, it's going to be a roadblock and it's not going to make efficiencies happen within your team. So continuing to make that a priority and helping your team along and giving them guidance and, and you know, molding and growing, that's what I can do best, right? And again, as a leader, sometimes you don't always make the right choices or the right decisions, but you've made your decision, you've made your choice, and now we gotta roll with it, right? Sometimes that happens in, in leadership, right? So thinking about what you can do, and sometimes you have to cut your losses, right? You may have made a choice that uh, turned out to be the wrong choice, but you didn't know it until you did it, right? And you're the one that's in charge of making those decisions. No one else is gonna do it. So you won't know until you try sometimes, but if you can do the things that you can uh, help with your team to make that impact on a long-term, long goal, long game, then you're going to be all the better off for it. So those are some things to help you cut costs and maximize your efficiency. You can do it, but remember this, don't let cutting costs translate to cutting corners and quality, right? It might be tempting to cut corners in order to save some money, but don't do it. <laughs> now you can, you know, maybe buy secondhand equipment 
and maybe it's going to be you know okay do your research do your due diligence make sure that those cost savings are actually going to be beneficial and not cost you more because of it right always keep your service your product and your quality of the business the number one priority in all that you do because people will buy from you if they appreciate the value that you provide to them right and so cutting costs can't always can always lead to things that are going to damage your business and your brand. So be careful about that. Okay. All right. So bonus methods to grow your business on a budget, stretch your dollars, make the most of your current budget, right? See where you can maybe trim a little bit if you need to without cutting corners, right? Don't want to cut quality, but you want to make sure that you're doing things efficiently as possible. Seek out free publicity by conducting newsworthy events. Do good in your community, right? Aligning with those nonprofits, doing some stories that are gonna end up getting you free press. We did a project for a hand car wash, and this was right after Hurricane Katrina. And it was right when everyone was just devastated at the largest hurricane that had happened in our country at the time. And the American Red Cross was in need of donation, blood donation, and just donations to help these people, help these these victims of Hurricane Katrina, right? So we decided to put on a car wash-a-thon, a 24-hour hand car wash-a-thon, and we had sponsors, we had t-shirts made, we had Subway sandwiches come in and give us sandwiches, we we had the Boy Scouts helping to wash cars at, a, a, it was called Jay's Ultimate Hand Car Wash, you know, a business that could do something. We wanted to do something. And I had just had my son at the time. So I like, not even a week later, this is, this is what happened. And I was out working the car wash. Well, sort of, I mean, I had my chair and was recovering, but I couldn't sit, sit home and not do something to help. Right. And so as a result, we had all of these partners coming together to help raise money. And I kid you not, the cars lined up around the whole entire, like the road around the block, around the block. So it was a, a free, but donation. So free 24 hour hand car washathon, but all contributions would be donated to the American Red Cross. And they had so many cars come through that day. Cars that probably hadn't even been washed for a really long time, right? But they donated money. I mean, we had people give a thousand dollars here, two hundred dollars there, twenty dollars. You know, I got five dollars. I can do this. So news reporters were getting, they were going through the car wash live on Channel Six News, right? Going through at six, you know, five o'clock news, and at, at ten o'clock news, and repeated eleven o'clock news because it was twenty-four hours. We stayed open twenty-four hours, and people were holding up signs that were printed, and you know, reader. I mean, it was just amazing. And we had so many people come through there. And even now, still to this day, I see Jason, who owns Jay's Ultimate Hand Car Wash. To this day, he still says, people saw us on the news and people talked about that for years to come, right? And wow, what an impact we made. We raised so much money. I can't even remember. We had one of those big giant checks that we contributed to the Red Cross. It was a great publicity in the newspaper. I mean, it was everywhere because we all wanted to do something. And so all of these businesses came together 
And my goodness, it was, you know, it was publicity. It was great. We were doing something really good to make a huge impact. And it really did. Anyway, so so that's another good example of something that you could do to make it newsworthy in getting publicity that you just, it's priceless, right? Another thing you can do is public speak whenever you can. Establish yourself as an expert. And if you need help with public speaking, let me know, because that is something I am wanting to continue to do more and show other people how to do it, right? Uh, and I used to think that, oh man, I stumble over my words sometimes, no one's going to want to listen to what I have to say, but boy was I wrong, right? I may stumble over my words and that's okay, but I still have expertise to give and share and teach and, and show and, and help grow because of it, right? And so I want to help others grow as well. Offer to contribute on other people's platforms, such as a webinar or a podcast. Get your name out there. Our podcast now is weekly, and I interview people from all over the, the, the world now, really, um, and interesting stories to tell and nuggets that we can all glean from, right? It's the Marketing Expedition Podcast, and I interview all kinds of people that can tell us wonderful things and their stories that they have to tell, right? And, and so doing these types of things to get your name out there, to continue to establish yourself as a thought leader, getting those things that you can do to help build your brand through word of mouth accelerants. That's what I call it. So with that, uh, if there's anything that you can do uh, or that we can do for you, here's some tips and tricks that we've used to help grow our business when money was tight. I thought my sharing my stories will help you in some way and hopefully you've got inspiration from all of the things that have happened or other things that I've learned from other people that they have done as well. Um, we want to help. We want to see what we can do to continue to help you grow your business. And we also created the marketingexpedition.com community powered by Peppershock Media to help you if you are in a do-it-yourself situation. There's all kinds of training videos and blog posts and articles and things that you can do, downloadable files, all things that you can do to help yourself build your brand and your bottom line. Or maybe you're ready to have somebody do it with you or even completely done for you, right? So do it yourself, done with you or done for you. There are places and, and places that we can continue to um, have this dialogue and continue to help you grow your business. Uh, and of course, I always encourage people to go to the private Facebook group, the Marketing Expedition Members Group, powered by Peppershock Media. And we're constantly posting things in there, doing exclusive live videos in there, things like that. So be sure to go to uh, Facebook and go to the Marketing Expedition Members Group as well. Ask to join. Uh, there's a few questions in there. And then, of course, if you're ready to learn more, go to themarketingexpedition.com and sign up for a subscription. Become a part of the community, and uh, we will see you on the inside there, right? If you're not already in there. <laughs> If you have any other questions, uh, we do a marketing audit to start generally with our clients, going through everything that you've been doing, what to stop, start, keep, who your target audience is, making some recommendations based on our findings. So that's something else that you can look at into if you're interested as well. And if you have questions, feel free to reach out to us in any way. We're on all the social media platforms, Ray Allen, R-H-E-A-A-L-L-E-N, and help us help you and get connected with you as much as we can to continue to build our brands and bottom lines on an ongoing basis. And with that, thank you so much for your time and thank you for listening and thank you for investing in your business, in your brand, in yourself. You did a good job. Until next time, enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm.
Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.